Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. Today is Friday, Friday. God is amazing. And today we want to speak about expecting opposition expecting opposition um and we're looking at the life of david in the bible and learning lessons from the life of david and learning lessons from the strategies and david's decisions as he ruled israel as he fought goliath as he won battles as he has a heart for god and so i'm going to be reading from first samuel 17 28 and I will discuss in a usual manner afterwards. And I read the NIV version. I would encourage you to join with me in reading. I always say that there's something different that comes. There's more understanding that comes when one reads the Bible for themselves instead of me reading it. But join me, please. So I read from 1 Samuel 17, verses 28, the NIV version. When Eliab, now Eliab is the guy that Samuel thought was king when he saw his physique and his stature. He was like, this is definitely the one that God had called to be king of Israel. So just to um, recap that, but let's continue. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned in anger at him and asked, why have you come here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came only to watch the battle. Now what have I done? said David. Can I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. The servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man. Rightfully so, he was a little young man, but that's not all he was. And he has been a warrior from his youth. And I would stop there. Expect opposition. And so today we see Eliab, right? And, you know, Eliab was the one that was almost anointed because someone had thought that, you know, um, Eliab was the one that God had chosen because of his physique and all that from the house of Jesse. But God said, no, I have rejected him as king and she should not look at his outward appearances because why? God knew a battle of Goliath was coming through. He knew what Israel needed. He knew that Israel is son after God's heart and not physique and looks for the king of Israel. Now, we see the same Eliab. The first one of Jesse, obviously much older than, you know, David, someone that David truly would really respect, right? The same Eliab that was there when David was anointed as king of Israel. He was the same Eliab and he burned in anger when he heard that his youngest baby brother was asking about fighting this giant. Now, obviously, we know that clearly as we go on that this was more of fear speaking and fear was being uh, exposed as jealousy from Eliab's heart. But... Let's look at what Eliab said. I would um, go through it again. He said the following things angrily. Why have you come down here? Which means, why are you here? You are not meant to be here. And so, in the first place, you should not be in this environment. You are not worthy of being in this environment, right? And then, with whom did you leave those sheep? Means, you have work to do. 
your work, your space is to be a shepherd with the few sheep of our father and not here at the war front. So you should not be here. I know how conceited you are, which means you have a proud heart. Conceited means proud. So he was also defined and he was attacking David's heart as well. And I said, I said, I know how wicked your heart is. Does one say these things because you just see your brother going to watch a war? Like the depth of words that Eliab used showed very clear that one, he was scared, two, he was jealous. Um, how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. It's so funny. The same heart is calling wicked and conceited. It's the same heart that God says is after God's own heart for Israel. And so we see that Eliab was attacking the following things. One, David's identity, his heart. So he told David that you have a wicked heart. So he, he was attacking David's identity, his ability to even do anything or fight a giant. Three, his belief in God, right? Because obviously he should not be here. And his belief in himself and his abilities to actually fight the battle. So, and also he being worthy of him being in the battlefront. So Eliab was attacking David in many fronts because of him being scared and jealous. And I write here that, Lastly, he also hit on pride. Now, I'm not saying David was not proud because as we go through this passage, we'll see that David was actually proud. <laughs> but then he was attacking those areas that would normally be very sensitive for David. And at the same time, adding lies to it, like, ah, David has a wicked heart. David should not be here. This place is not for someone like him. He should be with a sheep in the house. He's too young for being in such place. So attacking his ability, one, his heart, his worthiness of even being at the battlefront. And so I write here that... This is not just David's friend or somebody that he met at the battlefront. This is his firstborn brother. His brother he probably looks up to because it's Eliab. It's someone that is so significant in his heart that I can't speak those words to him. If it was someone else, oh, who are you? You don't know me. Let's move. But it's someone that knew him from the house. So it's someone that clearly his own perspective would have been very significant you know in david's life his own reasoning his own thoughts towards david would have been very key and they would probably hold highly but guess what david held god even more higher than Eliab. and so like, it's easy for david to just dwell on it and say ah you no know, maybe i'm not supposed to be here maybe i'm not supposed to fight this battle why am i here yes i can see i can see Goliath as one of the lions or bears but actually perhaps you know Eliab is right i should not be here or, you know what, maybe I'm wicked. Maybe I have a wicked heart. I think I think of that heart because I feel like I have the heart of God. But then my brother said I have a wicked heart. I'm very proud and I should not be here. So why am I here? The question of why, you know, should just be hidden somewhere else. I should not be here. This is the same only that was there when Samuel anointed the video. He was right there. And so it shows how much jealousy can really cause havoc. The hurt that comes from jealousy can hurt other people. Now, another opposition was Saul. Saul looked at him and said, you, <laughs> you don't have the physique. You can't fight this Philistine. What, why are you going to go and do that? Saul replied saying, you are not able to go against this Philistine. You are not able to. Like, have you seen yourself? Have you seen him? So the devil, you know, uses two oppositions. So after he had tried, you know, different ways to not work, he said, you know what? Let's use tough oppositions against David and see if he would, you know, succumb. Because once the devil tries nothing and does not work, the next thing is opposition. Different ways to prevent the word of God from coming to pass or God's will for our lives from coming to pass. You know, Saul was right. He looked like a warrior. He was a young lad, you know, went to Goliath that was fighting since his youth. So the guy was clearly more experienced than David. And David was just a small boy. <laughs> Wanting to go and fight this mighty giant. The difference is that he had a different heart. It. But, you know, Saul could not have seen it. I write here that this is how the devil brings opposition to us. 
in part God has clearly marked for us. If David faced oppositions, we should expect to face oppositions. Many times we think that, oh, if God sends us somewhere, it will be easy, you know, it will be easy breezy. God would align everything. God will remove all the obstacles. I used to believe that for a long time until I realized that actually, nah. <laughs> Those obstacles that one faces is a broad sports. So by um, David fighting Goliath and winning, he was growing as he was going through the path that God had prepared for him. We should expect opposition. We should expect obstacles. We should expect tight, you know, firm oppositions, battling, because we are doing God's will and purpose on earth. The devil is not happy. It's like, who are you? Who is this young chap that is coming, you know, and just doing all these things? He's, he doesn't like it. And so, what does he do? He uses the different tactics. He uses fear, different things. And not that he uses his opposition, try and have firm, significant, hard, tough opposition that you want to make you black down, like the way never used his brother. That his son that he looks up to and then the king of israel to confuse him and make him doubt himself and now if we are going expect oppositions we are prepared for it but if you go thinking that it's really and peasy when it comes it can hit us and trust our balance i say here that this doubt obviously is one whereby the devil wants us to doubt if god sent us because if he can put doubt in that thing because let's look at how Eliab spoke to david he said one it's not to his heart right and his heart that God has said, you know, is after, you know, God's own heart. So he was putting doubt in actually his heart, his intention of fighting Goliath. So he was putting doubt in his ability to fight Goliath. He was tracking on, on very significant ways through someone that is, is so important to, to, to really enforce that doubt in his mind. Now, what do you do when you are opposed? What do you do when you are going through a path God has sent you on and you feel tough oppositions, obstacles, right? I write here, one, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Bravery is not the absence of fear. Do it afraid. Bravery is not the absence of, it's going over those, those obstacles and going over it continually. Learning that once you enter a position, you know, it's going to come, yes, fabulous, how do I try and override it? And then that's when you go to God. Especially when it's such a one that you have no clue. Whatever it is, even before that, go to God and say, God, this is an obstacle in front of me. How do I climb over this mountain? How do I go over, over the obstacles? How do I do it? Lord, lead me and help me. What strike do I need to actually go over these obstacles? Then you're asking God for it. With that, by asking God and obeying his instruction and doing it afraid, we will triumph over any obstacle, whatever it is. Because you are serving the God and you are serving to the God that created the obstacle you have in front of you. It's through his creation of heaven and earth that that obstacle was created. And so he knows how to maneuver the obstacle. And so I end here saying, expect opposition. It's going to come, but be prepared for it. Because once have the mindset of, you know what? Yes, God has sent me on this thing, but I know that, you know, the devil doesn't like it. The devil is a liar. There will be obstacles. It's not a smooth journey every time. We know that, okay, as you're already expecting it, you are preparing for it. And we also remember the way the devil tries to battle. The same way the devil was attacking Jesus, you know, when he went for his 40 days fast, where he attacked his identity, you know, and all those things. It's similar to this place of Eliab attacking, you know, David's identity, David's heart, David's ability, and who he really is, and his why, his intention. So thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I pray that um, God gives us the strength to triumph over every obstacle 
over every oppositions that may lay before us or lay ahead of us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I love you. Bye.